Thank you. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Whew, God is good. So appreciate the presence of the Lord. Michael and the worship team just crushed it today. Just the presence of God was so real and uh, just such a note of victory. I'm thankful that God confirms the preaching of his word. Always has, always will. So if you've come with the need, if you've come really needing a touch from God, he's going to touch you today. Amen? Whether it's healing, deliverance, salvation, whatever is needed, Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. Um, and I appreciate uh, the confirmation of God's word. I, I believe when, when, whenever Pastor Matt asked me to preach, it's probably been a month ago now, he knew he was going to be away. And uh, so <clears throat> this word that I want to bring today was one of my in my daily devotion, and it really just resonated. And so, you know, I prayed over it, and then two weeks ago when Pastor Matt preached, um, he preached on he out of Psalms 107, and I highly recommend that you read through that again. He sent his word, and he healed. And um, so just three or four thoughts on that. We cry out to God, receive his word, Trust his word and speak his word. Amen. It's powerful, powerful, powerful stuff. So when, I pre when he preached that message, I thought, wow, this is, this is a confirmation. This is, this is really, really good. So appreciate uh, Pastor Mike Holcomb being here last week and the word of the Lord that he brought. Again, just additional confirmation that this thing that we're in and things that we're going through the big picture is that Jesus Christ is on the throne. The revival, the reformation is coming as the word of the Lord has gone forth. And we're going to see a great turnaround in our nation. Amen. Amen. So as if I needed another confirmation, I came in and I started walking down the aisle today. And I don't mean to embarrass you, Cameron. I know you won't be embarrassed. But he had a T-shirt on. And on the top, on the back of his T-shirt, he said, words matter. Okay. I'll take an additional confirmation. <laughs> Amen. So I want to I talk briefly today about the importance of your word. And it's really the number one way that we influence the unseen realm. Now, we can't see them, but there's angels all around. I mean, there's things that are happening in the spirit world we, we can't see with our, vis, with our eyes. But nonetheless, the invisible world is every much as real as what we see. But we're so dialed in and so focused on what we see, hear, touch, taste, all those things. That's where we, we function. So I want to try to bring an encouraging word, and I don't want this to come across in any way as, as a rebuke or anything, because I, I believe it's an encouraging word, that we can influence the unseen realm. And we do it knowingly or unknowingly. We do it every day. And so it's the number one way is with your words. Words do matter. Words are important. 
Now, somehow, we, 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 we know this, um, but in practice, sometimes um, we, 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 we act a different way. So I want to give you a couple of scriptures um, that really help to emphasize the importance of your word. Do you know that this is how you get saved? According to Romans chapter 10, verse 9, we, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we'll be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It's not just enough to say, well, I believe. We confess the Lord Jesus Christ. We confess the word of God. We let God be true and every man a liar. Every circumstance, every situation that opposes the word of God is a lie. <laughs> and we're going to believe God's word. We're going to believe his report. Another scripture, very familiar to most of us. Mark chapter 11, verse 22 and 23. So Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. Now the great thing, he went on to show us how we can have faith in God. He said, For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, is anybody facing mountains? <laughs> Do we have mountains in our lives? Are there mountains in our culture that we're dealing with right now that oppose God, that oppose his word? Surely. <clears throat> Whoever shall say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Now, I want to point out here, believing is mentioned one time. Saying is mentioned three times. So the Lord is showing us, have faith in God. Faith in what he's spoken, faith in what he's promised, faith in God's faithfulness to deliver. And so how we have faith in God is not just simply say, well, I believe is to confess the word of God. Now, this is, where, this is the tricky part, okay? Because you're going to be accused of, well, man, you're not really living in reality. This is reality. Well, no, God's word is reality. I mean, can you imagine Abraham and Sarah? I mean, he's, what, 100? She's 90? Can you imagine the, 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 the ridicule, the mockery? Poor old Abraham, he's really lost it. He thinks they're going to have a child. Now, in the natural, the circumstances, the visible would say, no, that's impossible. But Abraham staggered not at the promise of God. He believed the word of the Lord. And so I want to encourage you all today to take stock and inventory of the words that come out of your mouth. Because it's very important. We want our words to line up with the word. <clears throat> Another scripture in Matthew 18, it says that death and life 
are in the power of the tongue. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? Now, I'm sure that you've all been in situations. I know I have been. You said some things, and, you know, two seconds is out of your mouth. You said, I wished I hadn't said that. Because it, it produced death in that situation. So the power of life and death is in our tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. So I would encourage you, and I'm encouraging myself, we're going to allow God's word to be in our mouth. Even when the circumstances and the pressure of life and things seem to be crowding in and it doesn't seem to be working out the way we see it should work out, we're going to believe God's word. We're going to stand upon the word of God. Another scripture in, <coughs> excuse me, in Matthew about the importance of words. But I say unto you that for every idle word that men may speak, they will give an account in, of it in the day of judgment. For by your words, you'll be, con, you'll be justified, and by your words, you'll be condemned. And I looked up that word idle, and it means to be inactive, unemployed, useless, and barren. Now, sometimes, and, and, and again, I, we, we probably if we were honest, we would, we would say we've, we've done this a couple of times in our life where you, where you just, it's just kind of like vain talk. It's just kind of like useless and it's, it's not helpful. And so Lord help us to get our words to line up with the word of God. That we can move in the power of the Holy Spirit and really bring the healing power of Jesus Christ. Amen. Because this, again, it's, it's really not about us, is it? It's about allowing Jesus to flow through us in the power of the Spirit. So just, uh, again, just the, to emphasize the importance of words. Um, wars are started with words, aren't they? Love is communicated through words. Instruction and education are shared by words. Deception and confusion are propagated with words. My, oh, my, have we been living through this. <laughs> what is true? What's going on? <laughs> you know, it's one thing one day, one thing the next. So, yeah, words are important. Words matter. And, you know, what we're seeing play out in our culture, I mean, not just in, in government, but in education, uh, across the board, uh, words are being twisted to mean what they really don't mean. And so we need to have the word of God in our hearts and in our mouths because this is the victory that we have in Jesus. Amen. Moving in the power of the spirit so that we can be discerning that we're not going to be sucked in. <clears throat> People are controlled by words. And we're seeing it. There's a certain... You know, there's, there's a fear that's been propagated in our nation, but we're going to rise above it, amen, because we understand the power of God's word. Lives are shattered and healed through words. Worlds are created by words. The earth was. By faith, we understand that the world was framed by the word of God. And so is our personal world framed by the word of God. 
Amen? The words that we speak. There's a little uh, ditty that we, we, used to, we used to quote, the words you say are the bricks you lay for the road you're going to walk on. And so I'm just, again, these, I want to just emphasize the power of the spoken word of God, allowing God's word to be in your mouth. And this is not in any way denying reality or what's going on around us. But the word of God is the sword of the spirit. This is one of the weapons that we've been given, amen, to overcome the forces and powers of darkness. Because um, there just seems to be, and this is not necessarily coming from government, it's coming from big tech, to silence the voices of the righteous. Or silence a voice that has an opposing view or an opposing opinion. And again, we're not talking about just, you know, my opinion. We're talking about the Word of God. But I'm here to declare the Word of God will not be silenced. The Word of God will not be silenced. And the Word is going forth in this nation. And those who have sought to oppose, there's going to be a dealing. Amen? God is moving by the power of His Spirit. Amen. So words seal deals and decree laws. So again, your words that you speak are very powerful. And so the devil wants to intimidate us and wants to attempt to silence us. But we're going to rise up in the power of the Spirit and speak and declare God's word. We're, we're going to refuse to be intimidated, refuse to back down. We're going to speak the word of God. Because that's our healing. That's our deliverance. Amen? God's eternal word. So we want to decree and speak God's word into situations. You know, it's so sad when we, we, we run across people whose lives have been so damaged and shattered by negative words. Been in dysfunctional families where they've been told, you're worthless, you'll never amount to anything but I believe that Jesus has come for those very individuals. And we want to we recognize and, and realize the importance and the power of our words in our own homes. Amen? Now, I, look, I understand those of you who are raising children, they're, they're growing and not just physically, but we want to speak God's word over our children. We're not going to speak what looks apparent, like they're, gonna, they're headed for a cliff and they're going to fall off. They're going hit, hit to hit, run into this wall. But we're going to speak God's word over our children, what he's spoken. You know, the, the really neat thing about a man and a woman coming together, God created marriage, by the way. I think most of us in here would acknowledge that for the purpose of bringing forth godly seed. So I want to I just encourage you, and I was praying this morning. I know that there are those that are part of our congregation. We've got some children that kind of have strayed, and, you know. Uh, and sometimes, if, if we're honest, kids can be lost in the house because they've not made a choice and a decision to surrender their life to Jesus Christ. And so we want to speak God's word over those, over those lives and those situations they're coming in. 
In fact, that's one of the prophetic words that has gone forth that at the, that the, at the front of this revival and reformation, some of those kids that have been raised in godly homes are going to be the first fruits of those to come in and surrender to Jesus Christ. So be encouraged today. We're going to continue to speak God's word and God's promises in what he said because that's, that's the realm that we're dealing with. You know, we, we're dealing with the unseen realm. And so, again, just to emphasize, the number one way that we, in, that we influence is through our words. And it's God's word that we speak. Let the word of the Lord be in our mouths. Amen. I want to read, a, again, a couple of scriptures uh, that talks about uh, uh, the battle that we're in, but the weapons that we've been given. So um, this is in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. For although we live in the natural realm, we don't wage a military campaign employing human methods. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. I think the King James says, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God. But I so, so appreciate this. It's so, so powerful. Um, we don't employ human weapons using manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. We want to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's my prayer today, that the Spirit of the Lord will move in this congregation, every life, every family. We want to see just a tremendous move of God's Spirit. And I'm here to say it's not just for this meeting. It's where we live. It's where we function. It's where we work. We want to see the Spirit of God move. Amen? So let's raise our expectations. Amen. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defense, in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture, like prisoners of war, every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. Amen? Again, we're not capturing people. We're capturing those thoughts <laughs> and taking them captive. Amen? By our words, because they're so tremendously powerful. And again, it's not our words. It's God's word. The word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So let's, let's just check this out. The next time a, an opportunity opens up and the Lord puts a scripture on your heart for somebody, just even if, if they're, you, know, you know they're a non-believer, share the scripture. It's not your thoughts. It's not your opinion. You're not trying to manipulate. This is what the Holy Spirit's putting on your heart. Give the scripture. And you might be shocked at how the Lord is going to use every one of you because there's people that desperately need the word of God. It's not our idea. Again, not our opinions. But it's the word of the living God. And this goes back to Psalms 107. He sent his word and healed them. So the word of God is full of living power. 
and it will accomplish everything for which God has sent it. Another scripture in, in Ephesians, it says, put on God's complete uh, set of armor, prov uh, armor provided for us so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. Your hand-to-hand -hand combat, combat is not with human beings. We've got to remember this, folks. Because sometimes you, you see some of these things that are manifested and you want to... <laughs> it's not the person. They've aligned themselves and they're under the control and domination of the spirit. Again, it's not just another opinion. There's a, it's a spiritual warfare. And so if we're going to be effective in reaching and ministering, it's, it's going to be spiritual uh, uh, or armor or weapons that God gives us. Amen. <clears throat> Again, it's not hand-to-hand -hand combat with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. And, and we're seeing this play out. I mean, come on. I mean... Some of the things that are happening, some of the things that are being said and done defy logic. It is bizarre. And now if you haven't noticed, perhaps you've been living in a cave, but it is nuts what's being put out there because it's a spirit. And that spirit wants to intimidate and silence the church because we're standing in the way. Amen? Now we don't have to be combative we don't have to be you know whatever but we can simply stand with god's word in our mouth because that's what brings deliverance that's what brings light and clarity in situations i think we're going to be shocked as, as we just unloose the power of god's word to see what the spirit of god will do amen <clears throat> for they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. That's it. Amen? <laughs> Try, controlling and manipulating people. Those who think they're in, they're in charge, they're really not in charge. It's, it's, it's the spirit that they've aligned themselves with. And so as the church, it's incumbent upon us to be praying, speaking God's word in situations and over our nation, over our families. Amen? Because of this, you must wear all the armor that God provides so that you're protected as you confront the slanderer. Man, do we see this. So it's, it's no longer just having a discussion to try to convince somebody. They just slander. Lie. Besmirch. It's just what's happening. So this is the spirit that we're up against, and we recognize this spirit. Amen. For you are destined for all things and will rise victorious. Put on truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph. Put on holiness as the protective armor that covers your heart. Stand on your feet alert, then you'll always be ready to share the blessings of peace. In every battle, take faith as your wraparound shield, for, you, for it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. Amen. And take the mighty razor-sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. Amen. Amen. It's just God's word will stand on its own. 
Hallelujah. We don't have, again, it's not our opinions and what we feel. and It's what God's word declares. Amen. Pray passionately in the spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. Pray the blessings of God upon all believers. Amen. We live in, ex it, as crazy as it is, we live in very exciting times. Because I believe the Spirit of the Lord is about to have a suddenly moment. <laughs> Amen. In our nation. We're going to see some phenomenal things. Now I'm speaking the word of the Lord. Amen. We're, we're declaring some things uh, because um, as the scripture has said, decree a thing and it shall be established. I believe that's in Job's, Job 22. So we're going to decree some things. Amen. And they will be established. We're decreeing God's decree. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Hallelujah. I want to share some things here as we, as we close. Um, just want to encourage you all. Um, the last verse there in, in Ephesians that we read out of chapter 6, it says, pray passionately in the Spirit. And so I want to encourage you all that, that, that pray in tongues to, 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 to up your game. Amen? If it was 15 minutes, let's make it 30. If it's 30, let's make it an hour. Um, and again, I, those who have not been released, and this is in no way, shape, or form to make people feel bad, but I believe that it's for every believer that can pray in the Spirit. It's what Jesus is the baptizer in the Spirit. The Holy Ghost gives us our prayer language. And so we want to pray in the power of the Spirit. And it's, it's interesting, as I've, I've, I've listened to some older ministers, one in particular is an, an evangelist, one of those signs and wonders guy, and he says, I, I pray a lot in the Spirit so that I can get out of the way. Because sometimes when you look out and in your natural, you're going to go a certain way, but the Spirit of God knows every heart, every situation. We desperately need to see the move of God's Spirit. So in order for that to happen, I mean, we want to all be praying in the Spirit. If I was to say, well, how many ministers do we have in here? If you're a follower of Jesus, you should be raising your hand. You're a minister of his love and his grace. Amen. So we want to pray in the Spirit. <clears throat> and just a couple of scriptures along those lines. Uh, I think in Jude uh, verse 20, it says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, Praying in the Holy Spirit. Amen. I heard, I heard another uh, well-known um, preacher, evangelist, who's gone on to be with the Lord. He was in a meeting, and he's, he's kind of like this and just praying in tongues. And he said, I'm trying to get my tongue untied from my mind. <laughs> so it's my spirit and this is how God communicates, amen, through our spirits. He who prays in an unknown tongue, his spirit prays, his understanding is unfruitful. And so we want to engage our spirits with the Holy Spirit so that we can move in the dynamic of the Spirit of God. And so we have to, 
at some level get this disengaged. We just have to. This is a spiritual battle. Man, if, we're, if, we're gonna rec- if we want to really move effectively in, in winning people and, and bringing, seeing deliverance happen, we, we best be praying in the Spirit. Amen. This is not a side issue. And these signs shall follow those that believe in my name. They'll cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. There it is. Amen. Another witness. You know, praying and yielding our tongues. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I also will sing with the understanding. Amen? So, I mean, obviously there's times when we, we see things, there's, there's needs, and we, we pray with our understanding, but there are many times we simply do not know how to pray. So we engage the Spirit, amen, to pray in our prayer language so that we can see the Spirit of God move in that situation, in that individual's life, amen. So we pray a lot in the Spirit, amen. <clears throat> so we want to we release the power of God's Word over not only our congregation, our community, our state, our nation. We're not going to verbalize the narrative of the prophets of Baal. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're not going to do it. We're going we're gonna to speak what God's word declares and what he's spoken. God's not done with you. He's not done with that person that's gone astray. And he's not done with the United States. God is not just going to move in the United States. He's going to move in every nation on the planet. And what we've just gone through, God is preparing the soil. There are things that are going to be loosed. Signs, wonders, and miracles, and gifts of the Spirit. We're going to see in proportions that will blow us away. Amen. Now, Think about this, and Brother Mike touched on this last week. Do you think for a moment that the Lord is just going to take us all out of here at the last second? I mean, come on. You mean he can't build the church? He can't have a successful move? The enemy has got the upper hands? Are you kidding me? No way. No way. God is the big, the big picture, the big picture. The harvest, the revival, and the reformation. Now, when we say revival, we're not just talking about having meetings where the churches are filled, but we're talking about real change in our communities and in our nation. I mean, real change. Things that they, they said, well, this will never change. This is the way it's always been. Don't be saying that. Because God is about to move, and he's already moving. There are things that are happening that are lining up in the Spirit. Let's, let us join our faith with those that are praying, interceding, and declaring the word of the Lord 
over our nation. And it's no different if we took it down to a meeting level and you see people coming in with such tremendous needs. And we could, be, we could just, if we looked at things in a natural, we'd be defeated. But we're going to look at things through the, through the lens of the Word of God and the power of the Spirit. And we're going to see some tremendous things happen, amen, in our, in our congregation, in our city, amen. We're not conceding anything to the devil, amen. We're not backing up. We're not giving in. We're not submitting <laughs> to those things. We're submitting to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and what he is doing and is about to do in our nation. Amen. So we're going to make a declaration, and we declare that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. That's Psalms 24.1. There's some forces out there that had control huge amounts of wealth. That belongs to God. If the devil has it, he has it illegally. It belongs to God and to the furtherance of the kingdom. So I'm declaring, I'm agreeing with the prophets, there's a transfer of wealth that's happening. Because the scripture says it is God who gives power to create wealth, that he might establish his covenant with us. Amen. So the earth is the Lord's, all its fullness, that means all the gold, silver, all the companies, they belong to God. Amen. <laughs> so I understand that we're stewards, but it is, it is in the will and purpose of God to effectively steward and manage the resources he puts in our hands. Amen. It's for the kingdom. It's for the advancement of the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. You are king of all the earth, Psalms 47.7. Jesus is king. Amen? It's not a political party. It's not a movement. Jesus Christ is king of kings and lord of lords. Hallelujah. The earth belongs to him. Another declaration, all authority on earth belongs to you. Matthew 28. All authority, all power. There's nothing. It's all is all. And so we move in that revelation and understanding all authority. Amen. We're not going to be amongst the company that says, well, things are getting worse. This is the signs of the time. I mean, come on, we've all heard this stuff. He's going to just whisk us out of here at the last second. No way. <laughs> I believe the Lord is up for a good fight. <laughs> Although, he lifts his little finger, it's over. Amen. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, Matthew 6.10. So these are the direct declarations that we make. We stand upon the word of God. We meditate on God's word, and we allow the word of God to come out of our mouths. Amen. So hopefully... As we've ministered, um, I believe the Holy Spirit's already speaking to you um, that you're going to clean up your language. 
And we're not just talking about four-letter words. I mean, I, I think in some ways that's the least of your worries. <laughs> I mean, come on. Sometimes people say things, I think, what are you saying that for? I mean, one of the things um, you'll never hear me say, although I mean, I am getting older, but I will not say, I can't do this or I can't do that. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> and I think that needs to be our mindset. Amen. We stay filled with the power of the Spirit functioning. Amen. So we want to be careful because we don't want to, we just don't want to be saying things, you know, that the culture says, you know, and we want to kind of get along and all that kind of stuff. Wait a minute. We're new and different people because the word of the Lord is in our mouth. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I want to just put out a call. Um, if anybody needs prayer, I believe uh, the Lord is going to meet you today. Perhaps you're here today and you've never been released in your, your prayer language. We've got a prayer team. I mean, this is the day. This is the time. It's, it's, it's for you. Amen. Um, those, maybe you're here and you've not really surrendered your life to Jesus. We want to open the front. Um, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So if you're here and you've not surrendered to Jesus, I, I'm encouraging you to come forward. Amen. Can we just stand? <coughs> Hallelujah. Lord, we just, we just thank you so much that we've had the opportunity and the privilege to share your word. Uh, we thank you today for, for the saints of God, for the people of God. We're so blessed in this house, Father. Amen. You've so blessed us, Lord. We thank you for the saints of God. We thank you for the people of faith and, and the people of prayer in this house. And for, the, for the people of God that have been here, that have been so faithful, so faithful. So, Lord God, we're asking you to bless today. We're asking you to move, amen, not just today, but this upcoming week, Lord God. That, Lord, if we're going to watch what comes out of our mouths. We're going to allow our speech uh, to line up with your word. We're going to decree a thing and it shall be established, Lord God. We're going to decree the word of God, the promises of God, that which you've spoken, Lord. We thank you that you haven't uh, deceived us, you haven't misled us, but the Holy Spirit has been sent as the spirit of truth, the comforter, our advocate, and so he's here. We acknowledge his presence to lead us, to guide us, to fill us, to empower us. Lord God, amen. So Lord, we're going to, uh, as we seek you and we seek to align our spirits with you, Lord God, today, Lord, that you might flow through us minister through us and your word will be will flow through us father we thank you for these things we thank you for great victory lord not only in our personal lives and families but great victory in this nation for the harvest for the revival for the reformation that, Lord, we're experiencing, Lord God. May there be an acceleration, Lord God. We recognize that Jesus Christ is our only hope, Lord God. Hallelujah. So, Lord, you are faithful. You're moving, Lord God. 
Amen. So we thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week.